48-hour art check. Best of podcast. We go live Monday, Wednesday on YouTube, 9 p.m. California time, and you can join us there live in the chats or watch them later. You can always check things out at coreykerr.com slash 48HR. We take the best conversations from those live streams and rip them and put them into this podcast. Today's topic is Gumminelli. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. You said, yeah, like, I don't care how you say it, old man. No, uh, it's my last name. Everybody messes that up and nobody can really mess up Gumminelli. So gotcha. There we go. Okay. So uh, I, I want to give you, I want to give you a little history of, of why Emily is on the show um, and, and where we're all coming from. So Emily has had the misfortune of being my TA for it seems like a significant portion of time. It uh, was a while. <laughs> yeah. How long? Like a couple of years? I don't know if it was, it probably was a couple of years or a little bit less, but it was okay. definitely more than a year. I don't know. Okay. It all blurred together. Right. And so more than a year in college seems like a really long time. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I go, we, we go back a little further than that. You were in a student run advertising agency and uh, back then, I was really frustrated with you because you would start and give up on, I, I seemed like about 20 different side projects. You're like, I'm going to do a thing. And you do like <laughs> two parts of it. And then like, I'd never seen anything again. And then uh, for the longest time, your illustration, and I can say this because I, I really like where you are. I think right I know now. what you're going to say anyways. <laughs> I think I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious what you think I'm going to say. I want to know. Oh, oh. Um, uh, I think you're going to say that the thin black strokes or just the thin strokes outside of the stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I did it, that and you told me looked, not to. <laughs> it terrible. It looked really <laughs> bad. And I told you over and over and over again. And I think you thought I was trying to make you like me. And you're like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want all my stuff to look like your stuff. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to tell you it looks bad. Uh, anyway, and so then I don't know what happened. And this is where I'm kind of curious. Then all of a sudden, like a light a light switch flipped on and you lit on fire. And you like leveled up several levels. You were producing stuff all the time. And your stuff looks great now. And you got really fast, like really fast to the point where uh, just to kind of prove a point to one of our classes, you were like, oh, oh you yeah. know, this is a lot of work. I'm just going to make a fully colored, you know, digitally painted children's book uh, page every day this month. And that <laughs> worked like the entire class. Um, and then recently you were like, I haven't drawn in a long time. And I was like, you have to come on the show. So. <laughs> That is where we are today. So I want to know, um, and we can kind of, I don't know how we want to tackle this, Josh, but um, I want to know what was going on when you were in this like hyperproductive mode. Um, and I want to know what's going on now that you are struggling to produce something. And what I think we're going to find is that in between those kind of you know, like neuron type things where it's like, this is a hundred percent of my waking time versus I never do this ever. Um, in between those is like a sweet spot where you're mm -hmm. producing at like a sustainable level. Yeah. So, yeah. 
why did you light on fire? Like what happened in your life where you were like all of a sudden, like just pumping out illustrations like there was no tomorrow? Uh, I'm competitive. And so like knowing that I was doing it for a competition or at least that I could at least enter into a competition or like with things like Inktober where it's like being compared immediately to other people's stuff because we're all following the same prompt that really motivates me. Mm -hmm. But also I know that it's going to be over after 30 days. And so there's a little bit of that. And then also like when I was doing fully illustrated full color with background illustrations for whatever it was, 24 days straight, I didn't have a job <laughs> like other than the TA job. And that was in the morning. So I could spend three to six hours <laughs> on something. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, I paid off because I was really scared of using backgrounds before. And now I integrate them just when I need it, you know, but, um, and also like those challenges for like, this is a learning space. This is where if I don't take this time to learn all of this now, then I'm not really going to, I don't know if I'm going to commit in the future. So I'll just do it. And everybody's watching me. So I have to do it. Um, but now my schedule is not that great. And everything in my day happens from like one to six and in the mornings I just want to chill out and in the evenings I go to the gym and then I'm tired <laughs> so there's like only time for small stuff if I'm even up for it <laughs> but yeah that's kind of the gist of what's going on <laughs> so your your challenge that you're finding is that as you're moving into a, a more adult schedule, um, you don't necessarily have six to eight hours a day in a chunk. To yeah. Cover. Yeah, totally. Okay. So this is fascinating. Um, okay. Uh, so a couple questions. One, you're still in school? Uh, kind of. I'm like kind taking of? one class a semester. So like I'm taking an online class this semester okay. and I think I'm only going to take one class again next semester and then I might graduate. So got it. Yeah. Okay. So you're almost done with school. Yeah. So you're ramping up the work. Like, so you're starting to work somewhere and that's yeah. up, what, like eight hours a day or no, it's like 20 hours a week. It's just like inconvenient times in the day. If it was like in the morning, I think mm -hmm. it'd be a really different story because my whole day would be ahead of me when I get home. Okay. Uh, but when I get home, I go to the gym and then it's like nine o'clock. And so yeah. after that point, like I have to make dinner and then my husband comes home and then we have like an hour together. So it's just like super weird. When do I do anything other than like rest or work? <laughs> so. Okay. This is fascinating. Okay. Um, and you were saying you were, you perform best. You're, you're kind of competitive, which is interesting because yeah. that, that will touch on too, because that can be a, a boost or a boom, depending yeah. on, on how you use that. I agree. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay. 
Corey, I want to go further, but I don't want to jump to the end. So, so yeah, uh, keep pacing right. this. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so my, my question is, um, you, you've, you've mentioned a schedule and you've mentioned, so you mentioned, uh, competition, you mentioned other people watching you, um, and you mentioned time. So really the only thing that's changed is that you feel like your schedule isn't as uh, like the time portion of that. You feel like your schedule is different, right? Yeah. Um, break down for me when you were doing the ad agency and full-time school and TA, why did that feel like you had more time? Uh, competition. <laughs> okay. Because uh, the visual society was like doing they had frequent um, competitions and I knew that if I entered, I could win something. Um, and so that motivated me, but there was like, honestly, there was a, a point where I was working there where I was like, I've been making stuff at work all day. I don't want to make stuff when I come home. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's funny that you remember stuff that I forgot about working there because I don't, I don't remember all the stuff that I did, but at least I didn't tie it to the same timeline or something. But um, it was like, you'd show up on a Tuesday and you'd be, I'd be like, you need to do something or you're never going to get better. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited because I just started doing this. And then I'd see you again on a Thursday. I'm like, how's that going? You're like, Oh, I did it twice. And then I'm done. <laughs> I don't so, even remember this. In two semesters, that happened like eight or nine times. Really? Yeah. Well, then I, that might have stopped when I did my senior project because I had to dedicate like a lot of time to that. Um, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so your senior project. So in your senior project, you illustrated, um, you illustrated a card game. So you, yeah. you all the characters in a card game, um, and that that was where, that was where I was critiquing your work a lot, and it, you, you finally listened to me, and then kind of found your own style. I didn't yet, because that one had lines. It had okay. lines on the outside. I just remember I was, disliking it for most of the semester. But I remember, well, yeah, that's right. You told me halfway through that you liked it, even though I kept the. I think I like. Eventually, you started using like line weight. Yeah, and, so and I colored the lines. Right. I did more stuff. Right. But. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a, that was totally like, I flipped a switch because I had done all that. I was really proud of it. I was really excited to start another project. And then I had burnout for like months, months and months and months. So right. then I started trying to figure out how to do stuff sustainably, you know, mm -hmm. or at least just like listen to myself and be like, if you hate this, you can stop but you need to start, you know, you need to start stuff until you find something that you don't hate again. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, have a, I have a few questions. These okay. are these kind of questions, but, um, one is like, um, like what's your end goal with art? Like in general, like good question. Yeah. That's where do you want to head? Uh, so freelance, <laughs> but like, I want to have a shop where I have a big enough following that I can basically just work 
out of home fulfilling orders and creating content for that. And like, I also would want to do, of course, like freelance stuff. Like it'd be so cool to work on like card game or board game projects. Like those are like, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously really specific, but things that I think would be super fun to do and like just sell, maybe make my own games or stuff like that, but mostly just make stuff and then do freelance stuff, whatever freelance stuff comes my way. Okay. So I think, I think you have an interesting, I think you have an interesting thing because um, you're, you're within several niches and you're inside of those. So you're really into video games and you're really into board games. Yeah. And you've got the illustration going for you. And Mm -hmm. so you're not going to be like faking it when you're, when you're, when you're seeing that, like when, when you say that you want to do people's D and D characters, like you'd be super excited to get paid to do that. Yeah. You wouldn't be yeah. like, oh, I got to take a commission. Right. Let's <laughs> point that out. Okay, go ahead, Josh. So, okay. So this is where I'm going to get to the crux of those questions, basically. Like, so you're motivated by competition, right? Yeah. You're motivated by like a, a potential prize kind of at the end of the rainbow or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you're gradually getting close to school ending and you're having minimal output working 20 hours a week. Yeah. So, so just a few things like one is outside of school. Usually that work becomes like 40 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and what you're describing like as just a goal, right. Requires like a constant output and an improvement in portfolio right and building that kind of base to be able to kind of create like an income and so (laughs) the thing that i would say this is just something to consider and we'll talk about like i'm sure Corey's going to get into this more too but we'll talk about like achievability of it now but um like the lack of time is always going to be a struggle and it only gets worse outside of school yeah I, I don't think you have. I don't think you actually have less time. I think. No. Yeah, I think it just I had a. I think we both heard the clue at the beginning yeah. of this whole thing because you said in the mornings I like to chill. Yeah. And no, that's me, exactly like, what it window. is. Yeah, it is. It's like well, yeah. My husband and I just like we want just want whenever we're home we just mm. want to play video games together, <laughs> and so yeah, no, no, no. It's and that's and all I want to do. It's important <laughs> to cultivate that kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. But there's a thing to kind of just keep in mind. Like one yeah. is like you are in a contest because you're in a contest for work in visual yeah. art and it's always a contest and it's a bigger contest and it's a bigger pool. And if you're not doing it, this is just a reality thing, but it's like, if you're not doing output, there's somebody your age in your exact situation is doing the output. Yeah, totally. So, so the competition's there. So if that motivates you, like, <laughs> realize it's there whether you want to pay attention to it or not. And um, when you're taking money for art, you're competing with James Jean. You're competing with like pros like out there that have been doing it for 20 years. You know. Yeah. Um. So 
that's not to like, you know, dissuade you. It's, it's to just kind of let you know, like there is a competition you're in it, whether you know it or not. Yeah. Well, I, um, you're saying that because she identified competition as one of her major, yeah. major motivators. Because yeah. I, yeah. I am very competitive as well. Yeah. Have you tried, have you tried competing with yourself? I know that sounds really stupid, but with me, um, what I've found is that competition with people on the internet becomes just a weird thing because like, I don't really have the ability to gauge whether I'm winning or not. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's kind of a bigger pool of contestants, like meaning like if I'm competing with like classmates, I was super competitive. Like, by the way, I relate like 110% yeah. to what you're describing. Cause that's, that was one of my main motivating factors as an artist in school. I was competitive with all my classmates and I'd always want to, like when we hung our work, I wanted mine to be at least in the top two, if not the best. Um, and so that would motivate me to like do, you know, all nighters and work extra hard. Cause I just wanted that, you know, self-fulfillment, but it does kind of become problematic um, when you're out of school, because then like I'm competing with Chris Ware and I'm never going to be Chris Ware. Like, yeah. I can try, but it's like my heroes. Um, even when I get to the level of some of my heroes, there's a new hero. There's somebody who's better every time. Yeah. Um, and so that can be demotivating because it's like you, you can kind of never like if it's not achievable, it becomes less fun of a competition. Yes, totally. Cause like, uh, I started following the, what is it called? Character design challenge. It's like a thing mm -hmm. on Facebook. It's super cool. But every time I'm like, yeah, of course there's people on there that are better than me. Like it's the internet, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I feel that. <laughs> but what's, what's cool is like, like what Corey's describing, like a way of reframing it to where it's healthier is literally competing with yourself. Yeah. Like trying to make something better than the last thing you made. Um, but but one thing I just am noting, like in this whole thing, is is kind of um more of like just the idea of if your end like you you got to keep that end goal that you described to us in mind because if you lose track with your end goal, um, and I graduated with plenty of people who like uh, did amazing things. Like, like one of them was, you know, head of story on like Zootopia, you know, he was in my graduating class. Cool. <laughs> um, you know, like a, a lot of people who did excellent things, but I also knew plenty of people who like five years after working on a BFA in illustration, like were managing restaurants or like doing something like entirely different from art. And we're like, yeah. And, and they'd have the same story like every year, like, yeah, I'm going to get to my sketchbook. It's just finding the time. Yeah. So, so the time thing is a thing that I guess maybe Corey can kind of get into a little more with me, but, but the time thing is like one of those games where if you're looking for windows of time to appear, they're just not going to appear. In fact, they're yeah. going to shrink the further you get from school, like those windows will deplete. Um, you know, if you add kids into the equation, the window depletes significantly. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, but you can game you can gamify it though. Exactly. So one so, of one of the th one of the things because like I could and have uh, in 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 slumps, I could play 
hundreds of hours of video games. Like I've got, I've got rocket league, you know, I've got just cause I've got all those games on the same computer that I'm making art on. Mm-hmm. And so at any given time, I can literally just alt tab and grab a controller <laughs> and I'm, I'm done yeah. for the night. Right. That's me for the, for, for another three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but one thing you can do is you can use the, the numbing behavior because, because a lot of times video games and entertainment, it's good because it's relaxing, but if you're using it to avoid doing what you feel like you should be doing, it's numbing behavior. It's, it's the same type of thing as drug abuse and alcohol and, and, and random illicit sex. Like it's, 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 you know, in the right context, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals work really well and everything like that. They're great. Right. Uh, when abused, you're, you're using that to avoid, to run, to numb. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with video games. I like video games, but when video games are used to avoid what you feel like you're called to do, um, they're, they're not, they're not a happy fictional escape. They are, uh, they're you hiding. Um, and and you can tell, because this is a war of art thing, uh, you can tell whether or not the behavior that you're doing is a numbing behavior by how empty you feel afterwards, yeah. right? If you play six hours, and you like the creepy, scary video games, but if you play like <laughs> if you play like six hours of games, right? And then at the end of it, you're like, man, I really needed that. That was, that was great. I feel yeah. totally fulfilled, right? Good for you. That's great. That's probably not going to happen every time you do it. Most of the time, especially if you do it before you do your your work for the day, um, you're gonna you're gonna close that game and you're gonna feel empty and you'll you'll beat yourself up a little bit like you wasted time. Yeah. So reverse that, okay? And it's like you are not going to play video games instead of eat or play video games instead of go to your job where you get paid, right? You would yeah. never miss a shift at work because you're just really enjoying a game that you're playing, right? Right. You have to treat your side work the same way. It's yeah. a non-negotiable, right? You turn pro on your side work. You turn pro on your art, which means that you show up at a specific time, no matter how you feel, mm-hmm. no matter whether you're sick, no matter whether you want to be there or not. And you do the work and you put in the time and then you can reward yourself afterwards. And yeah. so there's no gym, there's no video games, there's no whatever other avoidance behaviors you're doing until you get your work done. And then you've got the day. You can do whatever you want. So I used to get up at 4.45 in the morning to work on my comic, right? Oh and you gosh. you know that I now don't get up because yeah. I talk about this in class. <laughs> but um, but but uh that was the only time that with my, with my kid and my wife and my job and everything else, that was the only time I could get it done. But the great thing about that was before I did anything else, before I showered for the day, I got my work done. It was over. I got an hour in um, and then I showered and then I was done. And so you have to just figure out a time and say, this is the time that I do this. Yeah. Also you have an iPad right? You've got, mm-hmm. you've got some ways that you are not necessarily like avoiding the loved ones in your life. You don't have to like not be around your husband yeah, because you can literally work 
with him. So if he wants to play video games, guess what? He gets to play a one player game by himself and not feel guilty because you're getting your work done. Yeah. You know, and then afterwards, then you can reward yourself. Then you hit the gym. Then you, then you go eat the ice cream. Then you go do whatever the thing is that you're, that you would normally do, including cleaning your house and sharpening all the pencils in your house and clipping your fingernails and doing all of the things that all of a sudden feel super important that I have to do right now that comes after because it's a non-negotiable because you have a shift. Yeah. Professional. And and I want to chime in on this too. It's like when I, when I was in school about where you're at, um, I worked full time. I was in a BFA program. So I was working 40 hours a week and then going to school full time. And then I'd sleep about three or four hours a night because I was freelancing and hunting clients and building my portfolio And when I left school, I was making a living as an artist, period. Like I had no lull. I had no like dull period afterwards where I was like, why did I major in art? I was already making money doing art. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't just come. It doesn't get handed to you. And, um, and and, And it doesn't always come if you work really hard and you only sleep three hours. I I don't recommend it. No, but (laughs) I don't think I could. Yeah, yeah, but my point is you got to prioritize it yeah. because there are people out there sleeping 3 hours. There yeah. there there are there are plenty of people who really want to draw for a living um and design for a living or be art directors for a living whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Um there's plenty of competition. So if competition motivates you, just know like you're in a competition right now with every student in America you know who's about to finish an art degree, right? Yeah. So, so that's that's competition right there. Um, the the thing that's that that Corey was just describing um, is is dead on in the sense of like it's just reframing it. You need to make your art time essential and important, just like working out. Like when you started doing the gym, was it easy like to make that window? No. <laughs> Yeah. And then every time before you go to the gym, do you have like that moment of like, well, but I really don't have time. And then you kind of have to overcome that and show up. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's no different with art. In fact, it's more difficult with art, right? Because at least with the gym within a couple months, there's very measurable results that you can see. Right. So you're like, Oh, I'm I'm feeling healthier. I see a little muscle. This is good. Right. Um, with art, it's a little bit slower of growth and, and a slower return, but it's it's the same exact thing. You you literally have to force yourself to do it. It's not a like waiting for the winds to motivate you or inspire you. It's like you show up and then inspiration comes. Yeah. Or if it's not a goal, like if art's not the thing, um, then just that's fine, you know? I don't know if that makes sense because it's like if art's not the thing, then then why show up? Right. So let me ask you this. I have a question. Yeah. I I have I have a I have a guess. Um so for me, uh my competition is now and and I feel a little bit uncomfortable saying this out loud on the internet, but it works for me. So my competition is I want to produce at such a high quality and so much work that when people talk to me in person about it, there's, there's awe 
I want to, I want to see like the amazement in their eyes at how I'm able to do the amount of work that I do. Yeah. That, that's my competition. That's my, that's my gold medal. I'm not trying to beat anyone in particular, yeah. but when I bump into people in the grocery store, I want them to be like, I have no idea how you're doing this. Yeah. That's what, that's actually what motivates me. So what I'm wondering is how do you feel or how did you feel um, when the people in 462 saw you producing more than groups of them were producing? Oh, how did that make uh, you no wait. Oh wait, we muted you. Hold on, come back. Uh, your mic is not connected, so. Am I back? We're back. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, knowing that I knew that felt good, but hearing it felt weird. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, that totally does. Because you feel all face to face, and it's hard to take a comment. And I'm like, oh, yeah. thank you. Uh, but like knowing that. Uh, there was like this implication that, yeah, like I had done more uh, just like knowing that felt good. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily having people be like, like still when people are like, oh yeah, she's good. I'm like, thanks. Like this is weird. So I don't know. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So, so there's a couple things you've touched on. Like one is um, that's a good motivator. It's un, it, it, so this gets into War of Art stuff, which oh, is, I've read by it, the way, so. Corey and I, yeah, all we're going to do is rehash War of Art because yeah. <laughs> a lot of it's the same thing. But so what you're going to experience, right, is um, like the second you make that window, everyone, even the closest people in your life are going to interfere with that window right. instantly. It's, it's, it's a no, like no questions asked. Like that's going to be the second that you know, your friend comes up to you and goes, let's play video games or let's right. like hit the gym or let's, let's go out and relax. And like, it'll be somebody, it'll be people who haven't contacted you in like a year will start calling. Like it, it's, it's like, it, it's uncanny how quickly that happens. Right. Um, so you have to make that window of time, like whether it's like uh, you, you can find it in the morning or mm -hmm. if it's going to be at night before the gym or, Maybe it's after the gym. Like you hit the gym, you get that little boost of energy, and then you take that energy home, like yeah. right to the page. But whatever that window is, you have to like protect it and make it sacred um, because everything's going to try to interfere with it. Yeah. Um, and and the, the beauty of that is like if you do that, you're going to have an output, and then you're going to have that self-fulfilling return where you have art – and you will get into that space where, you know, I constantly have that conversation with plenty of people who are like, you work a full-time job, you have a kid. How do you have a band have like create, create graphic novels, like, you know, do freelance work, all of that. Like they'll be kind of not able to figure it out. And usually they'll justify it by being like, well, you're lucky. I don't, you know, if I had, and, and usually it's, kind of a an excuse of their own because they feel challenged right by the fact that they're not chasing that thing they're called to do so um yeah i mean it's it kind of comes down to like how much you believe that's where you want to be yeah because if you really want what you're describing you have to treat it as sacredly as if like why do you go to the gym right for health right, right? um for like price self-image 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a couple reasons, right? But you have solid reasons and those will be your reasons you rely on when you have that like resistance going to the gym. Cause you'll be like, yeah, but when I do this, I have more energy. I feel better about myself. Like, right. Yeah. Totally. All of that, like that needs to be art too. Yeah. If, if art is going to be a thing. Cause yeah. art is a career and it's not a career that like happens quick for most people it, it does for some but it's definitely one of those things where the output and consistency consistency and showing up actually that's not that different than any career really showing up is like 90 percent of most jobs yeah if you're not showing up to your table it's going to be really hard the further you get but if you build that habit like if you add things to your plate, but you still have that sacred time, yeah, um, you'll have learned to like put up that protective wall of that time. Like that time needs to happen. And yeah. if you make that time as vital, like Corey was saying, like that becomes the thing. It's like eating. Yeah. You know, you, you can't not eat, right? If you make it like that, there's no way you won't have output. You right. Know? Yeah, totally. Totally um, random. But I, by the way, we also like love having these conversations because we've easily been in your, in yeah. your shoes. Like, I yeah. think we've all had like moments like that. Um, have you guys read uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? No, but that no. sounds awesome. What is it? So, I mean, I'm obviously the one that like needs to work on it, but like she said, uh, your craft or whatever. Uh, her analogy was kind of weird, uh, but she was like, it should be like a secret lover. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that you'll make weird <laughs> moments in time for them and you're like excited to see them. And 100%. yeah, uh, it's a good book. It's a really good book, but uh, she has like this brilliant Ted talk about like muses and why you shouldn't like hate yourself as an artist and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, it's basically an expounded version of like that Ted talk, but it's super good. It's a super good read. You guys should read it. Yeah. That sounds awesome. awesome. I, I want to check it out. Yeah. Um, I think like the thing I just keep in mind, like tying into what you're talking about reading is like the idea of like, it, it just comes down to what, what you feel called to do. Right. Yeah. Because there, there are plenty of people I also know from art school who like ended up managing restaurants and that's what they loved. And they're like, yeah, art was just a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's really a thing like to think about because uh, honestly, I think that tends to deal. That's why Corey and I like usually whenever we have this kind of conversation with people, it's like we ask like what their goal is. Yeah. It's like goal's not art. Like, cool. But if yeah. your goal is like you described, it's like the pathway there, how's that going to get achieved if you don't have a portfolio? Yeah. And you have a portfolio, but it's like a temporary portfolio where you were building a style and you're getting there yeah. and then it halts and it comes in spurts. Right. Um, it's kind of like, like once again, it's like the, the person you like every new year's is like, I'm going to hit the gym this year. And then you show up three times and your membership is costing you more and, and yeah. you never show up. Right. <laughs> um, it's totally like that. It's like the only way you get results is by showing up and, and showing up also is what allows for the muse to happen because there's days where you just aren't going to feel it. 
And uh, if you wait to feel it, that can, that weight, I mean, Corey and I, I think both been in points in our life where that weight can be years. Yep. It doesn't just like pause like for a week. Yeah. That to me is a big motivator um, for me. Like one thing that keeps me always carving away at my comics is I know what happens if I take a day off. A day yeah. off becomes a year off very yeah. quickly. You know? Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. so and tell me. I've met plenty of artists, and that's one commonality is that they all struggle with it, but there are those who show up, right? Mm -hmm. And then those who don't. And that's kind of the big differentiating factor is like the people who show up consistently tend to have careers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've we've thrown a ton at you. Yeah, we have. I'm sorry. No, that's <laughs> fine. Um, I, I'm curious on on what are you thinking? We have we have Tim asking how old you are. I'm 24. 24. You, you, had, to, you had to think about that. I think I'm 24. You're not, you're not really old enough to have to think. About I know. That. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, okay, so so you're 24. Um, yeah. Given given everything that we've said. Uh, here, here's something that most people that we do this with have not experienced is you have listened to every lecture that I give in a semester, yeah. like 12 times. Yes. <laughs> um, and so you've heard all of this, mm -hmm. like we probably haven't said anything new, right? I mean, you've reminded me of things. Okay. Okay. You've definitely like, like, oh yeah, that I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. So good things have happened. Don't worry. That's okay. I, no, I'm not, I, I'm not getting, I'm not trying to get you to justify me or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to say um, we, st I don't think we've, I don't think we've really hit on it yet because you already understand all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. here's, I'd, I'd like to try an activity. This is something that I've started okay. to do. Uh, I want you to tell me, um, Let's figure out what you're scared of okay. that is stopping you from doing this. Mm. So in, in the, like, what is the worst thing that you think could happen? I mean, mm, okay. There's a couple worst things that could happen. I think the okay. worst thing could be I try and nobody cares for a really long time and I can't make anybody care about what okay. I've made or right. at least not enough numbers to where it's profitable. Right. Like my mom loves me, but I need more than that. Right. Yeah. Uh, or this is just something that like I've been thinking about as we've been talking. It's not something that's scary, but it's something that I could see happening that I don't want to happen is that, I slack off and I just keep my job and I move up in hours and life chugs along and it never happens. The freelance stuff never happens and I won't care. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're worried about maybe becoming complacent. Yeah. And that uh, I'll be like, yeah, it never happened, but like life's good, you know? And like, I don't know. When, I don't know, when you're young, you have like a lot of fire. And as I'm like 
getting into just normal life, I can feel the fire just like getting smaller, (laughs) you know, and just feeling like, yeah, life is life is life and da da da. And, you know, it's like when you're 17 to 22. So passionate. (laughs) I feel like you think you're invincible. Yeah. You're going to take on the world. Everything is a fight. Like I can fight and win anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's not, I mean, to those of us that are approaching or passing 40, 50, whatever, 24 seems like really young, but 24 is an interesting age because yeah. you are transitioning out of that invincibility. You're transitioning out of yeah. that fire because neurologically um, what's happening to your brain right now um, is you are transitioning from a stage of binary thinking where everything is black and white and when everything is black and white it's really easy to see evil and it's really easy to see good right Mm -hmm. you're transitioning into a stage where your brain is now beginning to understand ambiguity and see nuance in life and so that can often take the fire out because you're not slaying dragons anymore there aren't dragons there's there's good people that occasionally do weird evil things. There's evil people that sometimes do good things. There's, there's, I don't exactly know who to vote for because not everybody is perfect and not everybody really aligns, but I got to kind of figure out where, like you're transitioning into a stage of nuance and ambiguity. And I think one of the hardest things to learn to do in this life, and some people never figure it out, is how to take initiative in the midst of ambiguity. Mm -hmm. Because you have to, and you know this, you have to commit and move forward, right? That's that's why we're here. That's why you wanted to be on the show. Yeah. When I was like, you should come on the show. You got kind of excited, right? Also scared. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. Josh is much nicer than I am. And, <laughs> and you you you've seen me teach, so you know that my my meanness yeah. is actually just a facade. Yes. But uh, <laughs> but uh, the thing is, the challenge in that is if I say that to a seventeen-year-old. Right. I say, you've got to just commit to something and move forward. They're like, heck yeah, let's do it. Let's fight something. Let's do it. Cause yeah. everything is black and white. It's really easy to kill stuff when it's black and white. Right. Mm-hmm. But now that things are a little bit more ambiguous, you're married now. Right. Yeah. You got a, you got a job, you've got different things. The world is gray mm-hmm. and there's different shades of gray. You still have to commit and move forward knowing that there's no real way to know whether you're doing the right thing or not. Yeah. You just feel like you might be doing the right thing. And that's the best that you're going to get for the rest of your life is yeah. that I think this is what I should be doing. That's mm-hmm. it. There's no, there's no certainty anymore. The, the certainty in your brain will end within a year. You will never yeah. be certain about anything ever again. Yeah. I mean, I already feel that happening. Like, right. That's why yeah. that alternate reality of me just having a normal job and going about my day, like that doesn't sound terrible, you know? I mean, yeah, I yeah. still live my life, you know? Right. And so, yeah. So, yeah. but if that's <laughs> one of your fears, right, that's actually a really good thing to, so it's weird, but like around the same age was for mm-hmm. me when comics clicked. Um, I, I loved comics and I was kind of considered myself as somebody who'd be a cartoonist yeah and uh and i got to about your age when i realized like i've never really finished or made a comic 
So I don't really have the right to call myself a cartoonist. And then I saw myself in this path where I could just never make a comic, which for me was like I, that future wasn't acceptable to present me because that's why I went into art. Right. So yeah. that would be kind of absurd. Um, but that's where I, I, I also realized this, this really important thing, which I'm sure Corey's talked about, but it's the fact that like, there's no point in your art career where you're going to walk into a room and people are going to shake your hand and go, welcome to being a professional artist. You did all <laughs> the right steps yeah. and, and like open the door to an industry and be like, you found the secret code. Like, good, congratulations. It's, it's more. I, I, I want to, I want to interrupt and say, I love the voice that you did through the whole thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But I, but I kind of, I think I had this weird, absurd idea that like at some point you click and you get anatomy down well enough and you get like, you learn these skills and then you'd be granted access to this like secret industry by some person at the top who would just crack it open for you. And then you're in, in the money. And, and that doesn't really exist. Like the gatekeeper, the primary gatekeeper in art is the artist themselves. And that's, that's hard for artists to understand. It's like, like, um, and for you, you know, that future, if it's, if it's a big fear, right. That means you're still in touch with this, this thing you feel called to do. And I think as long as you feel that, um, like Corey was saying, like committing to it's really important, especially amid ambiguity, because that's when it counts. Um, you'll notice like hero's journey stories, nobody's high-fiving a hero where the pathways laid out clearly before them and they do all the right steps. That's a, that's a really boring story. What we like is a story where a, a, a hero embarks on a journey and then they hit all these obstacles that they couldn't have planned on and they overcome those obstacles and stick to the goal or find a better goal. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's basically your journey, right? It's like you are at this pathway where it's like, it's not so certain. Um, life gets way more complicated and it never simplifies. That's, that's a, a difficult thing. Yeah. Um, but you're at a really good age to where if you act now, um, it's, it's a fascinating time where like if you put in the work now you could end up in a very good spot and you could very well achieve your dream yeah and that's the thing is like it but it but you can't get to a destination without taking the steps and if you're sitting and you're considering taking the steps you might miss it while a bunch of other people are going down that same path and just hitting it you know yeah yeah i um i remember when i was working at soapbox i don't remember if you remember this guy he had like stickers and he was selling them and he had this whole company. Basically it was, I was so jealous of him. I remember because he's my age and he had already been in the game basically for a oh, while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember him? He like had, he was fulfilling orders and like drawing on the back of the packaging for he sent mm-hmm. it out. And he had like, all this, all these characters and, uh, and I just remember being so jealous of him. Yeah. Like that he was, I, I mean, I don't know how old, how old he was, but he couldn't have been that far from my age. Right. right. Yeah. And, uh, 
that was years ago, you know, where he right. was like, he was at it already. And I didn't even know that I was capable of being at it already until I saw somebody else my age already doing it. Yeah. So what, yeah. What, do I say, what do I say about, about uh, that realization of that was years ago? Oh, that, yeah. If you see another person who's in your spot doing the same or doing something that you thought you couldn't do, then suddenly you can, you think you can do it and then you right. do it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. immediately, it immediately becomes, it immediately becomes possible in your mind. Um, there's a reason that I asked you about the fear. Yeah. Uh, and, and I want you to take this seriously. Okay. I think you should cross stitch it on a pillow. I think you should I spray can't paint cross it on your wall. Yeah. Whatever it is, <laughs> you need to come up, you need to come up with something visible that somehow encapsulates that fear. And I want you to look at it all the time because that is a very real reality that one of two things is going to happen. One, nobody's going to care about your work. That's possible, right? Yeah. Um, and two, uh, that you just never make anything and you become complacent. And that art was just something you did for a couple years when you were young. Yeah. And all of a sudden you look up and you're 50 and you haven't drawn anything in 20 years. Yeah. Those are both very possible. The first one seems like it's outside of your control. Because what if I make something and nobody likes it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will I will tell you this, that nobody will take your work seriously until you take your work seriously. Yeah. Right? No one will care about your work until you care about your work. And also just uh, no one I've met, even like guys who've won Caldecott's, is not hustling and shamelessly self-promoting. So if you're shamelessly self-promoting, welcome to the club. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You're already doing what most artists do. I mean, right. it's it's part of the gig. So yeah. um, when you have to stand on a mountaintop and go, look at my painting, look at my drawing, um, you're, you're joining plenty of extremely talented artists doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, part of the reason why I showed up too. I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't say no to stuff. I need to show up to stuff because if I right. do, people know who I am and they don't, if I don't. <laughs> and it was a, and it was a challenge. Yeah. You need, you need to find a fight. Yeah. yeah. You need to find a fight because you are driven by that. But I think as, as things shifted, you lost your fight. And here's, here's the key that I don't think you've, You've never done it except for you've done it one time. Um, you need to stop doing online competitions mm -hmm. and you need to start producing products. Yeah. yeah. Right. You need a project like here's what did you do? You, you did, you illustrated an entire book in a month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where did that go? It went on, it went on Instagram and it went on your website and then what? Uh, some of the, the ones that I liked, I put on my Etsy store. Okay. But not all of them because so I have like uh, print on demand stuff figured out, you know, like I know mm -hmm. who I do it with and stuff right. if people would buy them. <laughs> um, okay. But the can't do books. <laughs> not yet. At least not with that with them. But I can do prints and I can do them any size and I can do them multiple types of paper and whatever. And so I was like, I'll start there. But yeah, I figured. So as a, 
as a quasi introvert. Yeah. You did all the behind the scenes work. Did you tell anybody about it? Like about the project? I mean, like I posted every like day. Shout it from the rooftops and say, it's for sale. Come and get it. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to promote it. I'm going to create a bunch of content that is adding value. I'm going to explain things. I'm going to do videos. And then at the end of that, I'm going to have a link to where you should go to buy this thing. Or did you put it up and then quietly go make some more stuff and hope that people know about it? A little bit Mm of, yeah. I I mean, I talked about how I had a new store up and stuff Um, and I stocked it, but I did that once and then I left Mm -hmm. it alone. So, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. I, 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 yeah. I experienced the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I have recently um, made a conscious decision to actively promote my work. So I yeah. share my yeah. work and I share my process a lot, but I've never until recently done stuff like this. Right. Right. This is, this is the result of me deciding I don't care what people think of me. Yeah. I'm going to get rid of that inner critic in my voice and I'm not going to be super annoying and like use car salesman or whatever. But like when I win an award, I'm not going to just say, Oh, I don't really want to like say that online because then I'll feel like I'm bragging and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to put myself out there. 88 film festivals. I submitted to 88 film festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's recent for me, and I spent more than two decades not drawing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Josh. Also, here's the other thing. Like, so you you described a few things that are like action plans, right? Like, that you may not even be aware of. Like, so you like cards, right? Yeah. Have you emailed art directors of card companies? No, it's too scary. <laughs> I haven't done. Why? Yeah. Okay, so here's that's fascinating. Wait, wait. So that's a good starting point. Okay. Like, why is it because you don't have a full enough portfolio? Because right, I'm just saying, like a, a a path that you can go down. If it's because you don't have a full enough portfolio, you need to get going on your portfolio right. so you can submit. Right? Um, is it that you're nervous about their response? Well, the best illustrators and designers in the world get re- rejections, so that's your worst case scenario. Is you're joining the club of professional artists, right? Um, yeah, like there's a couple realities and that's why I think what Corey's talking about is brilliant. Like print up your feared future, yeah. put it on your mirror in the morning. Right. Yeah. Because the and action if, every day, yeah, fight it. that action literally of I'm going to make a portfolio until I get to the point where I feel confident in my portfolio enough to send it out. Yeah. And then I'm going to send it out and I'm going to send it to board game companies and i'm going to send it to card game companies and i'm going to knock on that door and if that door doesn't break down i'll kickstart my own card game and i'll just come in through the roof and if the roof's closed i'll come in through the side hatch like and and this is an interesting similarity with most very successful artists It, it it is this story of like and, and you'll see it as a narrative. Anytime you see people who are fairly successful as show creators or writers or artists, there's this common thread of like not taking no for an answer, like knocking on the door. If the door is closed, you check if there's an open window. If the open <laughs> window is closed, 
you you know if everything's closed you get a sledgehammer and you just start chipping away until there's a crack and you can actually get through and like that's the thing is like that's the that's the competition yeah is like if you want to do cards are you waiting for someone to approach you like do cards like yeah. approach them like hunt it like you're a hunter your portfolio is your ammunition right yeah. a deer's not just going to come and like lay down and be dead for you like if you're hunting for deer you have to go to where the deer are you have to find it and you have to you know have the right ammo and it is a little bit of luck but you're you know generally if you're hunting for food it's not going to walk itself up to you right yeah. does that make sense yeah totally and so build that hunger you know um you know th those are beautiful pieces so it's Jeez. like you know that also could be a thing. Like, why not kickstart it and run a card set? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I feel like a lot of things also, it's just like, uh, like something I tell myself is yeah. like, I'm not an art student. I'm a communication student. And so mm -hmm. when, um, when I don't know how to do something that I just assume they taught you, or at least mentioned in art school, like, the secret of sending your portfolio to an art director didn't hear about that until I got on like art Twitter, you know? Yeah. Right. And so like, I don't know, like my brain told me that's for art students. And so, and you don't know how to do that anyways. And you don't like doing things you don't know how to do. So, you know, and, well, here's uh, the secret, yeah. like, and, and this was the thing that cracked it for me with comics, was, like, I was waiting for, like, that kind of magic person to give me yeah. that opinion or whatever. Yeah. And it dawned on me that, like, no one knows how to make comics until they make comics. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and you don't get good at comics until you've actually made a few. And yeah. So I, I was realizing, like, that's the trick. Like, I had a bunch of professors who were great at art and couldn't make comics because they've never made comics. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like waiting for these people to like give me an intro and they don't know what they're doing either. And then it's on to me like nobody on their first comic, no matter how much education they have, knows how to make a comic. Like it's literally something you have to do to figure out. That's completely approaching art directors, hustling yeah. work, getting professional work. There's no right or wrong way and you'll learn the wrong ways really quick you know yeah you get an angry response from an art director who frankly won't remember you in a year because they're dealing with a bunch of submissions and then you mm -hmm. can submit again yeah now, you're not a jerk i mean that's a good rule is don't yeah. Be a jerk. <laughs> yeah but um but yeah i mean uh like you don't have to wait for permission and you and and literally no art director especially for freelance is going to ask you for your degree you know right um and then communications, the fact that you majored in that, that gives you a huge advantage because most art majors can't communicate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and guess what you have to do when you're reaching out for work? You have to communicate, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to sell yourself. You're the product that you're doing communication for. Yeah. Well, so, and I guess, like, I, I love that I have the communications degree. Like, you're so right that it, it, it's really beneficial. And I feel like it's gotten me so far but I totally tell myself like that's something you know this is something you weren't taught or this is some sort of secret 
potion that they gave the other kids. You know, they didn't give it to you. Now you've, you've listened to me for hours, hundreds of hours of me talking. What do I say about that? Where's that Um, voice coming from? Where's that message? I had, it's coming from a place that I don't know, like it's coming from within, not from anything real, but also that like, you can literally just look up answers to stuff and, or yeah. ask questions or whatever until you and, figure out what to do. And in addition to that, you're gatekeeping yourself. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> you just said it. There's no real gatekeeper that's saying as a communication student, you're not allowed to do this. So you decided that, do you know who, do you know who is doing that to you? Me. It's that, it's that future horrible fear version of you mm-hmm. that doesn't make art. We need to name it. Whatever, whatever, like the evil darkest timeline version of Emily is. Becky. Evil- <laughs> I'm just kidding. It just seems like a mean name. <laughs> yeah. So like, that that is who's doing that to you. No one Shadow else. Emily. Yeah, Shadow Emily has that's, <laughs> from here on out. Shadow Emily is the Emily that stops doing art. That's the fear, right? Is that you just get yeah. out? Okay. And so, when you hear something that's like you're not allowed to do that because you're a comm student, mm-hmm. that is Shadow Emily saying, <laughs> "I just want to play video games for the rest of my life and never accomplish anything." Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and Another convincing you. Yeah. And another red flag of that voice is like, you know, um, you know, basically before submitting anything anywhere, like before you send out a query email, before you set up a Kickstarter, before you sell a print, right. You're going to have that voice. that's like, no one cares. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, What if I get rejected? What if this happens? And it's the what ifs, right. Right. Um, Some of that's instinctual and it's good. Right. Because if you're at like a cliff's edge, and you're a little cautious, you know, Yeah, it's not a bad thing. That's a good instinct, right? Because what if I fall? Probably good, right? Yeah. But then there's irrational versions of instinct that are self-protective, right? But aren't beneficial. And, and those are scenarios where usually the end result isn't like, then I die, right? It's like, yeah. It, what happens if you submit, let's say you send out your you know, portfolio. And like, once again, it's, it's a logical process. Cause if you don't feel like you have the portfolio to send out, that's step one, right? Get that portfolio. There's, there's a distance between you and that portfolio and it's just making windows of time. Right? Yeah. But once you have that portfolio before you send out, you're not going to feel confident. No one does. Yeah. Right. And, and so it's a, I, it's a difference. I fully, if you listen to that dark future I, self, and believe that that's your that's your end result, yeah. right? Like if you listen to that dark future self, you have a perfect pathway to end up exactly there. Yeah. But if you just override it and go, you know what? Like, and and usually that overriding happens with hope, right? Um, you send it out, and worst case scenario, you get that rejection, and you join the club of people who got rejected. Those those things that Corey just showed you, like those trophies. Those yeah. came along with a whole slew of rejections. Like it's part of the process. You don't always get the 100% win, yeah. but if you, if, but there's a sure way to not win, which is just not compete. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to play professionally, you know, like you're not going to be in the game if you're not competing. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
Yeah. Anyhow, but yeah, I think that's a great idea. Like name the dark future self. And honestly, it's helpful for people who've been in the game for a while because that self comes back. Like those fears don't just disappear. They'll they'll rear their ugly head. Yeah. In in the process of art all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So totally random. <laughs> no, I think we're good. We're we're approaching 90 minutes. Ooh. Um and so I want to get to I want to get to some some real quick. We're going to take about five or ten minutes to do this and just say, all right, uh, action plans. Now, before I ask you this question, I want to tell you that I have over the years studied motivation and inspiration to try to figure out how drive works. Um, and so I want to I want to give you a couple things that I've learned, and then I'm going to ask you to commit to publicly uh, an action plan that you will begin implementing um, tomorrow. Because okay. I would normally say today, except it's like really late. Late. <laughs> so um, let me let me just read you a message that I sent to someone who had a similar thing. Okay. Um, there are a few key things. One, keep it simple. Two, keep it measurable. Three, Find someone who is like-minded and schedule check-ins with them. Four, don't try to improve in a vacuum. You've got to find things that you love or at least things that are interesting um, to you and do those in addition to the more chore-like things, right? Mm -hmm. That fourth one means like if you've got to figure out anatomy, make sure you're also doing things that you enjoy doing while you're doing that stuff so it doesn't become a chore. Daniel Pink uh, wrote a book called Drive and found that Drive is made up of four things, um, autonomy, self-mastery, and purpose. In other words, if you feel that you have choice and agency while you're seeing improvement in something that you find important to you, then you'll feel motivated. And then just as a, as a, as a, as a closing statement, I said, also read The War of Art. So um, read The War of Art again because it only takes three hours. Yeah. Hour book, right? Yeah. But right now, I want you, I want you to figure out what is what is your game plan, where you are public, you're committed, you carve out time, you have an ally of some kind, and uh, and, and you kind of move forward with with that idea of this is a non negotiable. So what? Because you said in plans before we had this discussion, you said your plan was to draw, which I think is a good start. Mm -hmm. but the challenge is that it is non-specific, and so yeah, there's there's no way to there's no way to measure that, right? If you is that like doodle in a sketchbook for five minutes, or is that create like finished down. illustrations, right? Yeah, a single line down on a napkin, and you've achieved that goal because it's not <laughs> a goal, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. either, either time or accomplishment, right? So think of either either like the sticker stint. Okay, or the hundred days of making comics. Both of those are two different ways to tackle this. One is no matter what happens, come hell or high water, thirty minutes a day of making comics. The other one is no matter what happens, non-negotiable. I finish a sticker every day, right? So, time or accomplishment. One of those. One of those two metrics. So, given given those things, let's brainstorm real quick for like five minutes. What are some actions that you could take? What are some plans that you could do? And how do you build how do you build around that a system that continues to do it? Um 
So, like, the big thing that I feel like I really need right now is a backlog of content so that I don't feel pressure to constantly making something and then give it to Instagram 20 minutes later. Um, So, uh, like, creating content for that is what I really Mm -hmm. need to do. So, um, when I say drawing, like, just working on those things, you know, like I'm in the middle of all of those illustrations. And so getting all of those done and then, and then adding more stuff to it. So, you know, when I'm done with that, I'll start up a new thing and I'll have it all backlogged and make a content calendar so that I know when I'm putting stuff up or it's already scheduled. And then when stuff happens spontaneously, it gets, gets, squished in there or maybe the backlog continues to push a little bit farther back and then I can spread out my content more and post consistently because that's what I do not do right now. Like mm-hmm. once I finish something, I make, I then I post it and that still can take a long time. So yeah. <laughs> um, I, like I think. I, so how can you say? marry that? with something more actionable than just Instagram. Cause that touches one thing, but the neat thing is right. If you're making Instagram content, you can also mm-hmm. be making something that you can be directing people to as you build your Instagram. Meaning like you could end up with like a dead Instagram with a ton of followers. Right. right. Or you could end up with an Instagram with followers that's rerouting somewhere that might actually get you closer to that end goal. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. And so you guys were talking about like pushing that content into self promotion, which I haven't really, mm-hmm. I know I thought about it, but not in the way that you guys explained it of just mm-hmm. making everything um, into self promotion content. And so, I mean, I have the link to my store in my Instagram, but actually, pushing it to the Instagram or pushing it to the store is something Mm -hmm. that I don't uh, really like, I don't know. I don't do that right now. So. So TJ's on to something too, right? Like that's still vague in the sense of content. I mean, content like could be like me saying, Oh my gosh, I had such a good day on a video for five seconds and there's content. right? Right. So specific Instagram posts, totally written out hashtags and everything. And let's say, cause I haven't thought about this, but let's say like two months content calendar, all we figured out. And then I'm always two months ahead. Okay. And what does two months look like specifically in numbers? Is that every day or twice a week or what? Twice a week. And okay, then so you're, you're looking at, you're looking at uh, 16 pieces. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not no, bad. No. You, you've literally proven that you can do that in 16 yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, how soon are you going to have 16 pieces done? Uh, well, now that I'm realizing it's not that much, I mean, yeah. I was planning on having the entire content calendar done as like my semester project. So uh, it'd be sooner than that. Okay. <laughs> um, what month is it? February. Yep. Uh, so uh, what comes after February? 
the month after that? March. March. March like March 15th, let's say. Okay. That's plenty so of time, right? March 15th, that, that gives you four days to produce one illustration for every illustration that you're doing, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Because what I really want you to do is I want you to do that. I also want you to have a larger project. So I want you to be yeah. concurrently working on little pieces of content. That's that's helpful in the social media game, right? We've got lots of really cool comments uh, from Timothy and the Dream Syndicate and uh, and TJ. You should you should go read this chat after this. Um, so that's going to help trigger the algorithm. Is is little pieces of content consistently? Right. Yeah. Okay? But what what your what your potential audience cares about is that you you have a big project and a big project for, for me is a two and a half minute, uh, you know, animated short, you know, or, uh, or a 12 page comic or whatever, right. It's something that's going to take you six months of consistent effort. Like what could you, what could you produce if you put in about two to 300 hours? I'm not talking about like, whether that's going to take you a year right. or whether that's going to take you, but, but within like two to 300 hours, what would you be interested in making that would be significant? Uh, a game. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, but it's like that big. Okay. Um, so but. here's something fascinating about that, right? If it's a game, right? What's a game mm -hmm. that can be broken down into little actionable chunks that you could use crossing with your social media content right? right group it together yeah so it's not separated and could actually be an end product that you could then actually put out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like i mean kind of like what we talk about in like class with like you know you work on pieces you show the you show the plan you show what you're gonna do you show what the goal looks like and carry everybody through that process right, right. so but. that's that so that's the that's the social media content of that what josh is asking is for josh uh he's he's doing you know uh what are you at 70 pages josh what's for, up for your comic oh like 106 or something okay so over 100 pages in in this comic right mm -hmm. so to say i'm gonna do a 100 page comic that's a ridiculously daunting thing. That yeah, that would be that probably a bad goal for you. And that's not, it's yeah. not achievable. You can't just like show up one day and be like, I'm going to make a hundred pages today. Right. But what is achievable is, and, and Josh does this, I'm going to try to do a panel a day. That's, that's typically yeah. what I've seen him do is I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to pencil a panel a day or ink a panel a day. And so what, what we're asking is, card game that's going to take you 300 300 hours right it's going to right. look amazing it's going to be fun it's going to fund for ten thousand dollars on on kickstarter right there's right. going to be a couple hundred people that want it okay that's that's what's going to happen down the road whether that's whether that's four months down the road or a year down the road you're going to get 300 hours into this thing to that goal right that's that's mm -hmm. what you're shooting for mm -hmm. what's the measurable unit that you can produce in a day oh I mean, probably, time, you know, like okay. for me, if I spent the time and it doesn't feel like anything happened because I'm mm -hmm. critical or whatever, like I am definitely a 
fan of not beating myself up for not feeling like I didn't produce anything, but at least knowing that I tried that day and I tried for this amount of time. So I feel like, and that's what I do now or what I try to do now. And like, I took your advice that you gave me last week of like, just draw a half hour a day Mm -hmm. makes me feel a lot better about Mm -hmm. stressing out about not drawing because now I'm drawing and that if I feel like it was all really bad or something like that, or I'm just down on myself, it doesn't matter because I put in a half hour and there's still tomorrow. So yeah. So you do like a half I'm... hour a day on a card. Mm-hmm. How long roughly do you think it would take you to do like a single card? Just one face. Like the the yeah. other faces are fairly easy, right? You're using repeated assets and design and stuff. But like the illustrated face, like how long would that take you? Uh, I mean, probably like three to five hours worth of illustration where it really depends on what it is and how sure. familiar I am with it because I'm still in the phase where I'm know what I can do. And whenever it goes outside of that realm, I probably never tried drawing that before. So it kind okay. of depends on what's the subject. So at, at 30, at 30 minutes a day, and I think you could probably do an hour, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's say an hour because it's an easier unit. Um, you're, you're looking at a card a week minimum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I I want to I want to address uh, I want to address this really quick. Just want to say that game design's its own thing, and I have friends that develop board games for the better part of a year, and they're pros. Yeah. I'm not saying that I think that your first game that you produce is going to be wildly successful, and that I'm discounting the work of other people. But I'm saying that you need to fight that as if that's the as if that's going to happen because it could yeah yeah it, it is yeah. possible so i don't want you to go into this saying eh, you know is my first game or whatever like when i when i do an animation when i do a comic when i do an illustration i'm i don't i i my my instinct is to protect myself mm-hmm. and give myself excuses for it to not be as good as it could be mm-hmm. and, and i say you know like and i used to do this well, I don't care if anybody cares about this because I'm making it for me or whatever. Like I care if people care about it. Like I want everybody to care about it. Right. I want it to make a million dollars. Right. And when I show up now, I show up to make the best thing that anyone has ever seen. And I fail every time. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's not possible. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's what I show up to do. And I work as hard as I possibly can to get that done. And so there's, there's two things that are kind of conflicting. One is if I'm aiming for perfection, I will never finish it and I will die having never finished anything. So I don't want perfection, but if I'm aiming for only speed and completion, it's going to be a hot pile of garbage. Yeah. And And you're on a really fast road to success in your own goal, but total mediocrity, right? Right. 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 So, so somewhere in the middle and everybody's different, Mm -hmm. you're going to find a spot where you need to complete work, but you are, you are fully expecting it. Uh, When, when shadow Emily comes into your mind and tells you like, nobody's going to care about this and you're wasting your time 
And like, you've got all these cool achievements that you could get in, you know, in the Witcher or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what games you're playing right now. I don't play the Witcher. <laughs> okay. I, I've never played it. Play though. Halo. <laughs> all right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. So, you know, like you, you could get a completion achievement by getting like all of these like random things, right. When, when shadow Emily comes in and says that mm-hmm. you need to say, I am going to make the best game that anyone has ever seen. That is my mm-hmm. goal. Right. Mm-hmm. And you knowing that you're going to fail at that, but aiming for that means that you're going to make an incredible game and the gameplay may suck, but it's going to look beautiful. Right. Yeah. So and, here's- and in doing that, then you're going to figure out like, holy crap. I now know that I need to not do this and I need to do this. And so the second mm-hmm. game that you make, the third game that you make, the fourth game that you make, the fifth game that you make are going to get better and better and better each time. Yeah. So, okay, there's a couple of people kind of chiming in because to me, my thought is you love games, you love cards, just do a classic deck, like as a starter, oh, totally. right? Yeah. Where you don't have to like invent, reinvent the wheel. You're just yeah. making a poker deck, poker deck, 52 cards, right? Yeah. So think about this. Is one a week going to be enough? That's 52 weeks. No, because I mean. There's four weeks in a, in a month. If you've made the, I mean, the, the, the character ones, you know, like the royalty cards, those those Mm -hmm. all take more time. Right. But all of the numbers, I mean, Mm -hmm. just change the number, (laughs) you know? Uh, So, yeah, I mean, and that's something that I always thought in my head, you know, I'm going to start out with just a deck of cards because I don't know how Mm -hmm. to make a game and I'm not necessarily, I don't know how crazy I am about like building a game. Uh, that, that is something that to me definitely feels out of my league creatively right now, but Mm -hmm. illustrating them, heck yes. You know, like I'm down. And so, So yeah. Make one that you're going to put in the market Mm -hmm. that'll function as Instagram posts, right? Yeah. You've already had a little experience with it. You've dipped your hand in it, right? Yeah. With what the, the examples that Corey's showing so nicely on the screen. Yeah. So it's like that can cross function as Instagram posts. If you're super into Greek mythology, mm-hmm. guess what? There's a whole world of people who are. Yeah. That would be a great theme on a deck. Yeah, that would. This stuff that you're showing right now is horrible. Um, oh, sorry. What demand you that show? you show something else. I show something else. <laughs> I hate that website. project. It's Take it off the website. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm, I'm happy with the work. I hate half the stuff. <laughs> that I made. But that's the thing. So make more stuff. Yeah, totally. Because you're not going to be happy with more of the stuff till you make enough content yeah. to take out all the stuff you're unhappy with. Yeah, so, totally. so, so like you do your, your uh, Greek mythology theme, mm-hmm. do it as a card deck, right? Yeah. Card deck illustrations. Then you basically are cross content, you, mm-hmm. which is, that window you want, right? Because when you're building that Instagram, you're also, you have a place to direct people. Yeah. So you're doing marketing where you should be, because you know this from communications, right? You don't want to ask people to make an action point. Yeah. A customer to make an action point that doesn't have a return. Yeah. Right. So, because that's actually lost potential in a client. Like a client's only going to make like one or two actions based on an ad or a conversation. And so if you're misdirecting them and all they're doing is hit like or subscribe, 
right? Yeah. There's no return. Yeah, totally. If if you're doing that and you have a deck that you're inevitably going to market, then you actually have a product, right? And when yeah. you have a product, you're one step closer to that vision of this future where you're creating products that people are buying that are your own. Yeah. That totally. future only happens when you actually start doing it. And that might mean like any starting business, right? Like it might mean you kickstart it and no one funds it, right? Right. Yeah. It, 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 it might mean there's a failure along the way, but at least that failure gets you a step closer to success. Whereas like, you know, I think um, it doesn't have to be that particular thing, but what I'm saying is if you have something that's that specific, you have an end goal that's going to give you the fire to get through it. Mm-hmm. Cause that yeah. gives you more motive, at least to me in my mind, like that would give me more motivation to stick through it. Cause I have an end goal in mind. Like I need a completed card deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's enough to motivate you to get through the deck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need Instagram posts at a certain timing, right? So that's enough to motivate you to get it on time. You have a deadline. Yeah. Who's going to – now, we're missing one core component from what Corey was talking about, which is who's your accountability buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Which Corey loves that phrase. You should (laughs) recite it all the time. Um. Oh, we lost your mic again. Come back. The heck? Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know why it's doing that, but okay. um, probably my husband because he's there every day. And uh, yeah, I mean, okay. I would say that he had the. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say. That's good. I was gonna say. I was gonna suggest that, and the reason I suggest that. Oh, okay. Is because. Um, that forces you to communicate some things really well and intimately that might be very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to impress upon him how important it is for him to go to battle with you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. my, my wife did not get it because I didn't take it upon myself to explain it. And as soon as I was vulnerable enough to say, I don't feel good about myself if I'm not doing this stuff. Um, as soon as I did that, then because she's not an artist, she's a she's a musician, she's a yeah. singer, right? So she gets creativity, but it but in a different way. Now she's the one that's like, Hey, shouldn't you hit up the studio? You know, uh, yeah. how how are you doing? Like, have you made something recently? And when people come to like impress upon me something time-wise, I almost don't even have to say anything because my wife is like, Corey has some commitments. Um, And so he won't be able to do that until after he meets his commitments. Yeah. Um, And I know what she means. And they Mm -hmm. think, oh, that sounds sounds serious. And I I totally understand, right? And so... um, there and and then and then we've gotten to the point in our relationship where you know we're not asking each other permission because we're we're equal partners and no, neither of us is in charge yeah. but we will check in with each other uh hey does this mess you up if i'm doing this is this cool if i you know whatever it's it's a scheduling thing um and so yeah. neither of us is going to just be like all right i'm i'm hanging out with the girls and i'll see you later you're in charge of the kids for you know <laughs> six months or whatever. Right. Um, and so w- w- what you need to have is you need to have a series of conversations until, um, 
until you both understand what you need him to do to go to battle for you. Yeah. I mean, and Another he's great. Reason. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, go ahead. Um, he's no, go ahead. great about um, the gym already. Like, mm -hmm. that's something that a couple years ago, I'm like, I have to do this. If I don't do this, mm -hmm. it will never happen. And there is only forwards or backwards, right? Like, yeah. I'm either going to progress or I'm going to get chubby. And uh, and so he he's very like, aren't you going to go to the gym today? Or like... Uh, you should go to the gym because I know that you say that you feel better when you go to the gym and you're cranky or mm -hmm. something, you know? And uh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. that's where big vision comes into play. Like if you have this end goal in mind, you know, yeah. bring him on board with that. Be like, yeah. this is my end goal. Like I want to create this product. I eventually want to put it out. I want to get people to be into it. And I, at the same time I can build my Instagram and this is, how it'll get me closer to that goal mm -hmm. that you're talking about, which I'm sure you've shared your dreams, right. For like your own yeah. career. And so it's like, you can, you know, like the, the beauty of like that kind of thing is that's a win-win for both people. Right. Yeah. Nobody hurts in a relationship. If somebody has a solid career, like that's usually a benefit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, and, and at the point you guys are probably both at in your lives, or at least you're at in your life, like that's a, that's a thing you're working towards. So it's like, you can bring him on board to like, be like, hold me to this. Like every day I need to be working on this. And that's a vulnerable thing to do too, because that means those days you don't want to show up, you're going to hear it, you know? Yeah. And that's tough, <laughs> but that actually, that's like that beautiful thing about like, you know, um, bringing somebody who's going to hold you accountable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that starts tomorrow. Okay. And we will, we will be checking in. We will have a follow-up episode that hopefully isn't two hours long. Yeah. Uh, I love it. <laughs> at some point in time, let's say, let's schedule it. Um, we're going to expect some significant progress uh, by the end of the semester. So okay. just right before April, we're looking at, uh, we're looking at like the end of March. Okay. We're, we're going to check in. Everybody in the chat now knows you exist. <laughs> yeah. They're going to follow you on social media and they will know whether you're doing this stuff or not. So yeah. you've, got, you've got some visibility and you've got some, you've got some accountability, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And why don't we share where people can find you on social media too, just to put that yeah. out there. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's been up. Um, that's been up for a little bit. Um, and then everything kind of is at gumminelli.com. So I'll, everything's I'll, Gumminelli. Yeah. yeah I'll, uh, and I mean, where, where would you per, uh, prefer people? I mean, are you, you're not really doing YouTube stuff? No, not right now. Uh, so mostly Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, so keep, uh, keep, uh, keep Emily in check check in on her so that she knows what's going on. Leave comments yeah. um, and, uh, and, and, and go to gumminelli.com um, and, and check that stuff out. Yeah. Um, okay. So final thoughts, Emily. Closing Excited. Good. That's awesome. I'm glad. That's my final thought. I'm glad that you were brave enough to come on because it's. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it is massively intimidating to say I'm not doing what I should be doing, and I'm willing to 
publicly come and talk about it for a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. So it's yeah. nice because, you know, I read all these books, but now I've literally had it uh, in, in second person and the character is me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's not about somebody else. It's entirely pointed at me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Tim, this is just, he's just asking what your husband does. He is still in school, but he works full time also. And he is, uh, studying chemistry. So nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Josh, where can we find your stuff? All right. You can find my stuff at joshuakemble.com. You can read my story about faith and mental illness at quarterlystories.com. And, uh, I should be posting a new page by the next time we have an art check. So go check that out. Cool. Uh, and you can find my stuff at CoreyKerr.com. And you can find, oh, by the way, I forgot to say this. This is good news for everyone. Oh, yeah. Um, we have figured out a way to get the podcast going again. So there are two new episodes up. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, uh, it's on Stitcher. It's on iTunes. It's on Google Play. It's on mm -hmm. Spotify. It's in all the places. So go go get those things at coreycurecom slash 48HR. Also, I have a brand new thing that I'm doing um, where it's at coreycurecom slash IMC, um, which is going to be the Indie-mation conversation. So if you are interested in um, indie animation and how to do that, or if you're one of those illustrators that thinks that animation is too hard, uh, Josh, and that you don't have time for it. Um, this show is for you because literally next week, uh, myself and Jim Lujan will be showing our process. Um, and uh, if you think there, there's kind of a range between the two of us, between um, probably overly complicated and really simplistic. And so um, there's somewhere in, in that range between Jim and I, you you could fit and you could learn how to do this and and start making stuff move. And so if you have Plus, even two excellent guys, like very awesome dudes that uh, I I highly vouch for. So <laughs> check that out. So, so check that out. So lots lots of good stuff happening. Um, and we'll be back on the forty eight hour art check Mondays and Wednesdays mm -hmm. and. The Indymation podcast is going to be happening Tuesdays. Um, and then I will nap Thursdays and Fridays and hopefully make stuff. So <laughs> we'll see you guys uh, in a couple of days. Go make something right now. <laughs>